Well, hello, everyone. It's, uh, it's our last week before a season that we call Ordinary Time, which is our language for the summer seasons. This is sort of the end of uh, this stretch of our life as a congregation. And in July and August, things often settle down and slow down here in a couple of different ways. And uh, they'll be settling down in one big way for me. If you weren't here at the uh, annual general party, not a meeting, it's a party around here. We did have wine and pizza. It felt quite party-ish. And even people on Zoom were writing woo and yay. So it really did feel like a party. Um, I am going to also be taking some time of rest this summer. Uh, the Elders Board of Eucharist have uh, encouraged me to take a season of rest before the fall for two months. And so I'm gonna be also taking July and August off, which if you're counting, means that uh, this is the last week for Nina, who's been doing her pastoral internship here for 13 months. We'll be praying for her later in the service as she heads off from this placement. So Nina will be gone. Jill will be gone for most of July and August, which she'll be at her cottage as she usually does in the summer. And I will be gone, which leaves you all with the Holy Spirit. You're in such... It's going to be great. Um, when I say uh, that, that I'll be gone, actually, though, my, my plan is to be here with my family worshiping in the summer. So it'll be great for us as a family to be able to come to church and be a part of this with everybody. Uh, but I won't be doing any preaching, teaching, or organizing anything in the service. That will be done by our very capable team of elders and others in the congregation who will be anchoring things. So we'll let Make sure that you all know it'll be on the website if you have to contact anybody for emergencies, if there's information you need, I'll make sure that that's accessible. But I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Because uh, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired. It's been a, a real intense two years. And I will say I feel more excited and encouraged about what God is doing in the church within Hamilton and within Eucharist in particular. Um, I feel more excited about this fall than I probably have any fall since the beginning of this thing. I feel very, uh, I feel lit up, man. I feel lit up. I can't wait to see what happens. But physically, I feel very tired. And so I'm excited to have that season of rest, um, which does also fall into some cultural rhythms of rest. I assume that for many of you, the next two months will look somewhat different from other times in the year. Uh, perhaps for some of you, it'll be some travel. Perhaps, uh, perhaps for some of you, it'll be more backyard time, more time at the park or at the waterfront, uh, concerts, festivals, street parties, all sorts of good stuff that happens in the summer. And so for us as a congregation, uh, I remember early on in the first year or two of Eucharist feeling like the summer was this sort of threat because church works best when there's a couple of us here, you know? Like it feels good when there's some energy, it feels good when you can look around, you see faces, you make connections, you get that lovely small talk with each other. Like that's what's so great about gathering together. And in the summer, when it would be often like, in those early years, like 15 people, there was this feeling of like, oh, is this even valuable? Is this even worth doing? Or should we just have nothing for the entire summer? Uh, and that led us into this revelation that we could name this season what it's named in the church calendar, which is ordinary time. So ordinary time is a season in the church calendar, a very old season in the church calendar that lasts from the end of Eastertide and Pentecost all the way through until the beginning of Advent. And we've been celebrating it, kind of observing it through July and August. And what that essentially means is we just let things get really, really simple. So if you're new to Eucharist, 
And you're like, it's already really simple. Can the bar possibly go even lower? You ain't seen nothing yet. It'll be simple. I do want to give a fair warning. Uh, we are looking to start not only a nursery, uh, not only continue the kids program in the fall, but start a nursery in the fall for the younger children. So that's all in the plans for the fall. For the summer, though, we will not have a formal kids program. There are two weeks. If, on the way out, there's a little uh, postcard that has all the dates and what's happening different weeks. Two of the weeks, Miss Susan's going to be running the gathering in here, and that's going to mean that we're all going to do what the kids do on those two weeks. So you'll see an event called Kids for All Ages. So we're all going to be moving around the space and actually engaging with each other. Two of the weeks in the summer, we're going to be having what we're calling a snack luck, which is a potluck without the pressure. <laughs> right? Like, if you bring triangle sandwiches, hero, hero. A watermelon, that's enough, right? Just. We're not looking to stuff ourselves, we're just looking to snack together, and the snack lucks we will do down at Beamer Park, just down the street, and on those weeks there will be no sermon. So on those weeks we'll have a reading of scripture where the sermon is, because we consider the snack luck part of the gathering. That's really the spiritual feasting. And then on another five weeks there will be different guest preachers from within Eucharist. Peter Jokas is preaching one week. Uh, Janelle Cowley's preaching, Stephen Edwards is preaching, just a great group of people, each of whom will be sharing a story in their own life about a time that they have watched it grow, which is sort of the theme we'll be exploring this summer, um, as well as anchoring that in a scripture. So that's just to give you a quick overview. Last thing on the kind of summer plans, the last week says TBD currently on the postcard handouts. We're going to be doing um, on that last week, a Sunday stroll. Remember our Sunday strolls that we did in January? We're going to do it down at the waterfront in August and just let ourselves sort of feel the change in the atmosphere spiritually and literally, both in both cases. It'll, it'll be good. So that's a bit of the summer plans. In case you have any more questions, you can ask myself. You could ask Jill for like a couple more hours before she abandons. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but feel free to ask questions uh, of myself or anyone else or uh, on the website, there's emails. Now, I will say there is a shadow side to this, like, sort of open-handed, laissez-faire. We gather as church, we'll worship together, and, you know, whatever happens, happens, even if it's really small, even if it's a little disorganized. There can be a shadow side to imagining the summer as this time off or this time where everything's going to settle. And that's that sometimes... I, maybe not we, but I, sort of assume that that means that God is also on pause. You know, it's like, oh, and in the fall, the church is going to reconnect and reconcile. In the fall, Eucharist is going to start to become a place where God's presence is noticed. We're going to regather. We're going to start to see new things growing. And it can be easy to start thinking that the fall or the next season will be where the life is. But I really, and all I want to do, this sermon, this is a very simple sermon, all I want to do is set up one simple perception shift for us, which is to realize that God is not going to be pausing over the summer. God is going to be continuing to move. God is going to continue to grow things. That the church and the kingdom of God will continue to grow automatically 
whether all of us are in this space or few of us are in this space. And that growth and that evolution and that life of God that will continue to flow will be whether we are here or we are there, whether at this time or in other times, the kingdom of God will continue to grow. I'm going to be reading this morning from Mark chapter 6. Shout outs to Nina. She preached a sermon during her internship. It was probably the second month last summer. And it was a sermon about the kingdom of God growing like a seed. And I've thought about it every week at least since then. And so we're going to go back to that text to anchor our imagination in how God grows things, which in some ways is different than how we imagine things might grow. This is a reading from Mark chapter 6, beginning in verse 26. And he, Jesus, and he said, such is the kingdom of God. Just as a man might cast the seed upon the earth and might sleep and arise night and day, and the seed sprouts and increases while he does not observe. The earth bears fruit of itself, first a shoot, then an ear, then the full grain within the ear. But when the fruit permits, he immediately extends the scythe, because the harvest has come. So Jesus is speaking to a very agrarian culture. Most of them would have been familiar with growing things. Most of us are not so familiar with growing things, but most of us have at least one plant we've tried to, you know, encourage to live. Maybe you've planted seeds before and seen how seeds grow. This very simple image that Christ gives, like a person walking around and throwing seed. The seed lands on the ground, and on its own, the seed settles. The seed breaks open. Something begins to grow within the dirt, hidden underground, until it bursts up through the surface, grows and grows and develops until there is something to harvest, and at that point, it can be harvested. Brothers, sisters, siblings in Christ, this is our metaphor for the summer. This is the image that God has given us in the very fabric of creation. Every time you walk around this summer, you will be planting seed. Every conversation you have with anyone else, you will be watering seed. Everything that happens over the next nine weeks will be growing something that will harvest. This is a spiritual guarantee that does not rely on your effort does not rely on you being a very good Christian. It only relies on you not messing with what God is doing and occasionally paying attention. This is how God's kingdom grows. Small bit by small bit, small growth by small growth. Sundays are a joy. They're a joy to see <laughs> kids coming and going, to talk with one another, 
to worship together, to sing with other people in a room. I've been waiting two years to sing with people in a room, and every time I do it, it still lights me up. Sunday is a joy, and let me just be clear. When you're in town on a Sunday, please come to church. Gather as the church. Congregate. Worship God. Keep the flame burning. But don't for a second think that when you're not in town, when you're not at church, that things aren't growing. A couple of months ago, I got to go to a concert at the Bridgeworks downtown. I was seeing uh, the artist Shad. And when I was at the Shad show, it became very quickly apparent that like half the people there were people from the church more broadly in Hamilton, just that kind of show. And people were talking and laughing and hanging out and connecting. And it was the first time a lot of people had seen other people. And it was uh, Zach who came up to me and he said, bro, this is church. <laughs> it's like, this, look at this right now. Look at everyone talking and connecting and laughing. This is church. And he was right. That was a place where the spirit was growing. Even when we think it's not church, it becomes church. The Steve family who are here in the back are moving this week. We're going to be praying for them later on in the gathering as well. And the last time I got to have a really good conversation with them was at this concert. Have any of you found you're just walking downtown and you run into somebody from church? I was taking my daughter to the park after school and I just ran into somebody who has not been able to make it up to church in the last couple months because it's been relentless. And that was our moment of fellowship. That was a moment where God watered things in each of our psyche. You're sitting on a patio and somebody walks back and <gasps> maybe it's someone from Eucharist. Maybe it's someone from wider church. Maybe it's someone from your neighborhood. Look, the kingdom of God is growing there as well. Every conversation Every run-in with someone from this community, every time you cross-pollinate with someone from a different congregation, someone from a neighborhood, every moment of extended silence, every moment of solitude, every moment of stillness, everywhere and everything that is not here and now is still a place where God is growing the kingdom automatically. It can be hard to remember that things grow automatically. We're so used to thinking that things only grow when we work really hard to make them grow. But by way of testimony, two weeks ago, Cindy Stover was standing up here saying, uh, we as a church have tried to engage in indigenous justice and relationship building, and we have struggled since we started, and we still don't know what we're doing. That was two weeks ago, I think. And right after that, we got a message that uh, an indigenous building just down the street that Indwell is building for all indigenous residents was looking for a local congregation that would make 13 welcome baskets for the new residents moving in, all of whom are indigenous people. And now you'll see up at the front here, 13 baskets that people in this congregation jumped on immediately to fill, to write cards, to welcome into this neighborhood new residents who are moving in and who are joining. How funny, how funny that two weeks ago you say, God, we don't know how to do this, and God grows it automatically. A simple, humble next step in the right direction. Simple and small, 
God is growing things, and this summer we just want to watch it grow. How liberating would it be if this summer, wherever you were, you could remember that the kingdom of God is growing, and you could just watch for it? And what would it do if we collectively had a mindset shift? If together, all of us were learning to be attentive to what God is automatically growing, noticing it here and now, but also noticing it there and then. That the good God is growing things that are good. And every funny coincidence in your week, every casual run-in, every aha moment. Every time in the next two months that you wonder, was that God? What if you knew it was? If you wonder, was that a God moment? Was it good? If it was a good moment, then it was God, growing it automatically. Do you perceive it? Eucharist, may we continue to bless one another over this ordinary time. May we continue to keep watering. And may we together keep watch for the harvest that is coming. Amen.